We all experience highs and lows of Christianity, and of course, we prefer the highs. And when we come back off from the highs, we wonder why can't we just stay there? Can we? Should we? What does the Bible have to say? That and more on today's episode of Jackson Cloud. Today we're talking about the mountaintop experience. How about you guys? When was a time you had one? Well, I mean, I went to Flower Mountain in China. Then I've also been to Mount St. Helens. Wow, we made that look real. From this angle, it didn't look quite real. I'm sure from that angle, we can flip over there when it happens. Hey. (laughs) All right, go on with. You know what kind of stories I'm looking for. Listen, you just said mountaintop. You know what I mean. Just saying. (sighs) When Jamin says mountaintop experiences, he means the spiritual high. There it is. Yeah, I mean, there was uh, one group or one thing that usually would provide the mountaintop experience growing up was Acquire the Fire. Mm. Where a lot of times the youth group would go. the name, right? (laughs) I mean, Come kind here of. for the, the fire. No. Yeah, it was kind of a big thing growing up, going to those and being like, I feel so close to God. And then two weeks later being like, God what? So. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, when you go to a good youth camp, like the youth camp I went to, when we were there, we were all on fire for God. And at the end of youth camp, the, the person who was speaking for the week always had that, all right, guys, this is the easy part. Being on fire for God while you're here with everyone else who's also on fire, like, it's so easy. But when you go home, it's going to be hard. And I challenge you to, like, keep the fire going. She's right. It always yeah. just kind of dies off. And so that's a similar experience that we've all... We hear that, and I'm like, well, that's what I was going to say, right? (laughs) You was at a camp. The guy said the same exact thing, went through the same phase of, like, was feeling up there. Now it feels like it's back. But maybe you also went through this phase where when you get back to school or whatever, you're like, okay, I'm not coming down off this mountain. I'm staying up here the whole time, and it's going to be great. And if I fall down, that's probably wrong, and so on and so forth. So. Did you have that moment too or no? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Just me. I wouldn't say it was back to school because normally there were summer camps and I was on summer break for like another month and a half. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, yeah, you go home and then it's just normal life again. Yeah. And you see like a a varied kind of response to that. Some people like fall off completely. Like you just don't see them ever again. Others, they're in church every week, but they feel like... Sometimes they look like they're still trying to get back to that high, you know, like worship song plays. Like, I'm going to pump myself back up, get back up there because I want to re-feel that, relive the memories. And then others um, others just are like, I wonder what happened, things like that. Uh, I've been in churches that try to stimulate the high every single week as though like this is just where we live forever. That hasn't been my experience, and I feel like when you look at Jesus, whom, you know, everything about us is centered on him, he has the same thing happen to him. And it's a literal mountaintop experience for him, right? Right. 
he's probably burnt out. There's a lot going on. There's this heavy weight of knowing what's ahead of him. And then suddenly uh, he takes some friends up on a mountain. They're praying. The two kind of doze off or fall asleep or whatever. And then Jesus has a mountaintop experience. The true glory of who he really is is revealed in the transfiguration. His clothes become white. The way that he looks in that moment is the way that a spiritual being would be described in like old kind of like culture of the time. And that's exactly the way that Jesus is seen in that moment. He's hanging out with Moses and Elijah and God speaks out of the clouds. This is my son whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. You know, like this moment is like surreal. It's beyond anything we've ever experienced. Uh, it's so crazy that... Wait, you mean you haven't glowed randomly on certain I, times? I've, wait, I've waited for elevation? the moment to happen, but no. <laughs> uh, but it's like so far beyond what we can even imagine. Like even Jesus' disciples, he tells them, you're not going to talk about this until everything's done. You know, like, <laughs> don't bring this up to anybody. Uh, if they're even going to believe you anyways. And if they believe you, just imagine what people would have done to Jesus. They probably wouldn't have killed him, but, you know, would have done exactly what he's afraid they would do is turn him into a war hero and all these other things so uh needless to say jesus has his own mountaintop experience and then we have that moment that we go through after where it's like i want to stay here it's got to be right to stay here because it feels so good but what happens to jesus next walks off the mountain has to cast out some demons like <laughs> From way high to, to way to low. the lowest of lows, you know, like not only elevation in the mountains, but you're dealing with creatures of the underworld. Like it's not a pleasant experience to have to deal with demons. Uh, fortunately for Jesus, they came out instantly. But for many who cast them out today, it's a long, lengthy process or you're trying to figure out how to cast them out, what's the right way to go about it. But that's Jesus' experience from the mountaintop to dealing with demons, to walking to a cross. And I don't know, this. I think it speaks volumes into that whole prosperity Christianity, you know, where it's like, everything's going to be great and awesome. Your life is going to rock and full of money and everything that you ever wanted, the American dream and every, it's all yours under Jesus. Yeah, you don't have it because you didn't try hard enough. Yeah. Yeah, well, Jesus is up on a mountain. He's got it all. And he leaves it to come serve the lowest of lowly people to set aside this glowing spiritual being set aside his, his greatness to wash disciples' feet. Like, can you just imagine, especially those two who saw it, like, this guy's going to wash my feet now, like like a slave. Like You were glowing, like, just minutes ago. Just a few ago. days ago, yeah. So, um... That right there, I, I don't know. I think it should speak volumes to us. We're always wanting to live on the high. We're always wanting things to be good. But the story about Jesus is, is, you know, he has those mountaintop experiences too, those highs. But he leaves it all to come and serve people, to make himself lowly. Uh, there's a song by John Mark McMillan. Mm. Thanks, John Mark McMillan, for making the greatest music anyone's ever made. Uh, He's been just listening to just your music for like... Years I know. Now. The roads, the rocks, and the weeds. You ever hear this song? 
Come down from the stars, show your human scars. Tell me what it's like to believe through my Christ-haunted thoughts that the losses you bought are the nights that you peopled with your dreams. I've got no answers for heartbreaks or cancers, but a savior who suffers them with me. Singing goodbye Olympus, the heart of my maker, is spread out on the road, the rocks and the weeds. And it goes on, but like, he continues to like compare Jesus to like Aphrodite is not going to weep. Zeus isn't going to suffer for the weak, but Jesus comes and steps inside her pain, you know, and, and, uh, um, lyrics just go on. Anyways, very beautiful poetry about Jesus, but that's, that's our God. He suffers with us. Yes, he is up on the mountain, but he's also found more often than not in the lowest places. Born in a feeding trough, so. Well, that also reminds me of, talk. you guys talk a little bit about how Tolkien, mm. you know, one of the favorite parts is that, you know, Christ and the most change happens in the lowly, or it happens in the small things and not necessarily the big things. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, that quote in the Hobbit movie. It's not from the books, but in the Hobbit movie, there's that... Uh, um, Oh, there's something about the little hobbits and their everydayness. Something about this Bilbo. You know, I, I don't remember the quote. I wish I did, right. but it's in the every little day things and these normal things where the change is happening through these hobbits. Yeah. So it's not always the mountaintop, but it's the everyday where change and life can really happen. Yeah, and that's not to say we shouldn't have mountaintop experiences, but. I remember this story. My professor said um, there was this woman who would get slain in the spirit all the time. Like she'd go up, get prayed for, always get knocked to the floor. We talked about this a few episodes ago. Um, and one day she was like praying or talking with God and she came back. She's like, I feel like I'm not supposed to have that happen right now for a while or something like that. You know, you think like, why? Like... <laughs> God's the one knocking you over, you know, like if, if that can happen, like, cool. But in her mind, I was like, I think I'm supposed to not just go for God in the extravagance, but I'm supposed to maybe fast from that for a bit and find him in these other places. It's like, well, that doesn't sound like something anyone would come to terms with on their own behalf. Or actually you know? want, yeah. <laughs> or want. But here she's, she's almost feeling like God say, you know, Maybe stay away from that mountaintop experience for a bit. Find me in these other places. That sounds like that just sounds like a thing the Holy Spirit would convict you on. It doesn't sound like a human thing. So, right. Um, yeah. There's a scene in the Silver Chair, which is a part of the Narnia series, uh, um, where Jill Pole um, meets Aslan on a mountain. She's having her own mountaintop experience and. And Aslan says, here on the mountain I've spoken to you clearly. I will not often do so down in Narnia. Here on the mountain the air is clear and your mind is cl clear. As you drop into Narnia, the air will thicken. Take great care that it does not confuse your mind. And I'm taking that out of context as to what the story was doing with it. But it just seems like such a, you know, to me there's a good allegory there as to what do you do with the mountaintop experience. Is it just all for you and like this just great fuzzy warm fuzzy feelings again you know back to that and it's awesome or do you let that moment where there's this clarity with god fuel you and energize you and give you clarity as to what is ahead of you so when you come back down off the mountain 
your mind is still centered where it needs to be, even though the air is thicker and heavier and things are not as easy. Do you still let that mountaintop experience right part of the story as to where you're going? Now, we all had kind of a unified mountaintop experience. We bet you've had it too. Join us on the Discord and tell us about yours. And be sure to like, comment, subscribe down below, and also go to jacksoncloud.com and help us with what we do. Thanks.